It's that time of week, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. We're the X One Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox podcast. Is that what we are? We're podcast, podcast and community. Positive podcast gaming podcast and, and community. community. How long have you been doing this? Uh, for a while. Uh, if you guys want to feel more sexy, listen to this show. It makes me feel more sexy. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing sexier than three fat white guys <laughs> talking about gaming. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, uh, not just white, pasty white. <laughs> we're the pinnacle of uh, you know gaming evolution. Evolution, right <laughs> here. Welcome everybody. As always, I'm joined by the bros, the X One Bros. First and foremost, it is the man. It is Mr. McSpicy. Hello, good to be here. Next is Jordan, the man. Hello. And last but not least. Hi, I'm X One. He's sporting his new glasses. I am, everybody. guys. I have yeah, for those old, man, old man, old man glasses. They look pretty good. They do. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, very it's few definitely people, a statement. Very few people <laughs> like them. I like them. I like them. Yeah. I, uh, I like them. People probably were like, "Ah, that's great, David." You that's know how like, nice meme. You know how like when <laughs> you, yeah. you know how like when you go to a house, like you're shopping for a house, you're like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I like this house. It has some character." Yeah. That's what those glasses do. Yeah. They like add character. I would never buy this house, but it's got character. Yeah. But yeah. it's got character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. It's exactly. My dad wears those. It's the exact same pair. Yeah, I like. I'm sport. I'm old man time. It's time for me to. Love it. Love it. Just embrace it. And it's like the exact glasses from like, you said they were 80s glasses, yeah. and I was like, no, they're early Early 80s. 80s. This yeah. is like 81. It's like 79, 80s. Yeah, the yeah. 79 the through 81. The, trans- the transition. <laughs> the transitional period. Good You're looking good, David. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Guys, can you believe uh, Football Manager is now on Xbox? Mm-hmm. I just thought of that. It popped into my head, so yeah. I had to say it. Whatever pops into my head, I usually say. That's pretty true. Football just added, manager just added yesterday. Here's the thing. So right? I so my MacBook, it's one of the games that it can run. And the only reason that I know that is because I was in the hospital last week for hours and hours and hours and I was like, I gotta get a game. Oh And you only had your MacBook with you? Yeah, no, I only had my MacBook. You didn't yeah. bring your switch? No, no, I didn't. You wanna know what my problem with my switch is? If I don't charge it, it's dead. Yeah. And it, it takes like, so long it to takes charge. It takes so long to charge. Yeah, they need to fix that with the Switch Pro that's coming. Did you guys see that? It's four K 4K screen, the whole shot, they leaked hmm. the Switch Pro. Well, it's not, they haven't officially announced yeah, it. Yeah, it's leaked. Yeah, yeah. It's leaked. It's there. Although, I know we're talking about Xbox. Did you guys see the new Pokemon game they announced? No, I didn't. I think they're I think they're using like the Breath of the Wild engine. It looks oh, just really? like Breath of the Wild, full open world this time. Well, I think Whoa. they're realizing how Crazy, much money yeah. they can make. Well, how how did well, the last Pokemon do? I didn't play it. It, it was okay, but it, the, the series, in my opinion, and in the opinion of a lot of other people, which is the correct opinion, <laughs> it's getting stale. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's not. It's like it's it's half open world. It's not. I wouldn't even describe it as open world. You know, because a lot of the stuff is fixed. I mean, it's cool that they're changing things up, but it just Pokemon is the perfect setting for a full on open world game, and they're doing yeah. it. Yeah, they're doing it. Doing it, baby. Doing it right. That's very exciting. Uh, anyways, Football Manager is here. The here's the benefit of Football Manager on Xbox One, and we have a lot of people fans of Football Manager. I myself am a huge fan of Football Manager. Is that you can with the, on the Xbox play with your friends and play easily. That's not the case on the PC necessarily. There are things there, um, but you the the version on the Xbox is the touch version, which is the mobile version essentially, which is a pared down version of football manager like it's not the full set which is still really good that's the same on the switch i played it on the switch it works really well but anyways i'm really excited it's on game pass yeah didn't it just hit game pass like yesterday or earlier this week or something yeah like that? yesterday i believe yes. yeah it was really it was really like it was like it's here yeah, it's and here. it's very exciting As of right now yeah it's very exciting uh we do have some announcements madden we've got a madden league madden, in the man. x1 bros community uh it's still going we're getting ready to start up another season here on madden 
21, which is entering Game Pass, everybody. So come join this league. We've got openings here. Here's how the Madden League on Madden 21 has gone this year. Season 1, the winner, the champion, was Gin and Juice. Season 2 was Chronic Knight. We're on Season 3 right now. This weekend, Chronic Knight is looking to go back-to-back. And Shadow Main is playing You Can't See Me for the AFC Championship Saturday with hope of a Super Bowl winner Saturday night or Sunday. And we are drafting a new league on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you want to join it, we've got spots open. Head over, hit up Dark Knight or um, You Can't See Me or Smoking Joe over in Discord. They'll help you. We've got the Madden channel there. It's Madden 21. It's coming to Game Pass. So everybody should be able to play and join us. Or it's on Game Pass, rather. Join us, play. Uh, huge shout out to Dark Knight. You can't see me at Smoking Joe for putting that on and helping out. It's one of our best communities is our Madden community. And our Destiny community is super strong, too. Mm-hmm. So shout out to our Destiny community. A lot of people I've been seeing playing Destiny. I've well. been playing Destiny. Yeah, how are you liking it? I like it a lot. Yeah. How far are you? I've beaten the latest campaign, and I'm working on getting a few exotics. Oh, oh, oh dirty. I've almost hit the soft cap. Oh, yeah. Do you like it on... Do you like it on PC or on Xbox? <laughs> yeah, what are you wearing, Jordan? Yeah, Actually, what do you, what do you wear? The, you the, the reason I got like back it? into it is because my brother-in-law plays it. Because my brother-in-law just recently got Game Pass like two months ago. Okay. Because he used to be uh, really focused on PlayStation. Yeah. And he got, I think he got an Xbox One S a while yeah. back for Christmas. And then I introduced him to Game Pass and he like, he, he, he got Game Pass for a month. And then he like, now he has it for like two years. Because he just did the reset. He's like, this is great. So he play, he's been playing all these games, but he got into Destiny because it's on there now. Yeah. And then I jumped in with him because right around when he jumped into it. Is this Aaron? No, no, no. The other one. Oh. One of the other ones. Also yeah. known as the other one. Yeah. Also known as the other one. <laughs> the he who shall not be named. Yeah. So I jumped into it because he was jumping into it and he asked me to play with him. And then right when I was jumping in, they just came out with the Series X optimization <clears throat> stuff okay. for it. And it's it looks good. You're 60 frames, high fidelity. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Did, yeah. So you wow. mentioned you have. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, what what position do you yeah, what's like your, to sit in when you play? What's your favorite <laughs> weapon, Jordan? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. Do of you like ones. to lean forward or <laughs> sit back? There's no beating my balls, ladies. What? <laughs> 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 know that? Don't you know that reference? No, I don't. Saturday Night Live. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah. His sweaty, uh, sweaty balls. Oh sweaty yeah. Balls. yeah. These yeah. are my sweaty balls. Mm. Your sweaty balls what's feel so like good in my mouth. Chris sweaty or something like that. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. All right. That was a good one. Can we do that? I always keep... join in on these jokes, and then David always just crosses the line. <laughs> Sweaty Balls is like a, a, yeah, it's a like, known it's entity. Almost like, uh, it's almost like cowbell. Yeah, cowbell. Like just, I love that. Yeah, yeah that's good. But I, the thing is, is talking like that and keeping a straight face while See, doing it is really here's hard. the deal. If really you don't hard. know that reference, yeah. Do you know how dirty that like whole thing went down <laughs> in my mind? Like, yeah. But see, now everybody listening is going to go oh, look up. Okay. They're going to go look like, it up. It's totally I'm, okay. Now I'm expanding your cultural Alex, horizon. He's referencing something else that's dirty, so it's not him. <laughs> yeah. No, it's literally donut uh, balls. Yeah, for Christmas by Mr. Sweaty. Yeah, Alec. Uh, what Alec is it? Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Good luck trying to find it because Saturday Night Live for some reason <laughs> they clamp down. They yeah, clamp down their stuff. That NBC does not joke wait, around. Don't, the, wait. Everybody, everybody likes this and they want to watch it. Get rid of it. The peacock does not does not like you. You watching their stuff on YouTube, yeah, yeah. or anywhere, yeah, even on their own platform. <laughs> I really, platform, I really think, I really think they're like that's a popular skit. Get rid of it. Get yeah. rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't ever want to see it in the software. They are again. creating demand. <laughs> yeah, I guess. and a lot of lawyers are getting paid. 
<laughs> so it's that's a there. for them. That's what they're there for. That's what they're there for. Anyways, Madden, go join it, everybody. It is a good time. A huge, huge thank you, by the way, for everybody who puts that on, uh, as well as our Destiny crew. Our Game Club Game of the Month. Well, before we jump into that, let's not jump into that yet. Let's let's talk about our stream. Monday, Wednesdays, we stream. Mm-hmm. We have a Couchcast coming up this yeah. Monday. Do we have a time, Jordan? Yeah, I thought it was around 6. 6. Uh, p- mountain, right? Mountain. Yes. So that 5, would be- a, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. Correct. Yeah. I'm starting a new thing where I only say mountain time, so then it becomes more mainstream. It was mainstream mountain Nobody time. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's a time zone no one cares That's about. That's why I'm going to make it more mainstream. <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> Central is even more popular than Mountain. And Central yeah, aren't sucks. they right next to us? Yeah, Central. But here's the deal, Jordan. If they can't make the metric system hit America, <laughs> I think you're going to have a really tough time with this one. Because <laughs> we're like, we're in the heart zone of America right there, and no one cares about that time zone. Nobody. Is There's it, only like it, one the, city is that... It, is it the smallest time zone, too? Like, no, it, it like goes all the way down Central America. Like, it is a big, good time zone. But no one cares. Yeah, because... But- the city is Denver that you always have to click on. What town is it? You know? Yeah, Denver, oh, yeah, yeah that's Denver true. Mountain. That's time. Denver Mountain. But nobody, it's Pacific or Eastern. Or then you get into like the, da- we're the minus six. Yeah, what's yeah. it called? Like AES or something like that? <laughs> we're or the minus six. Because <laughs> don't they do a like, GMT? What's GMT? Yeah, yeah, like, minus six. Global Mountain Time? I don't know. It gets crazy when you get into those European websites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, like Brian F. says, he's in Arizona where they don't do daylight savings. So sometimes he's on mountain and then other times he's on Pacific because he's right. Yeah, he's right below us. They don't swippy swap. Why? I actually. Why do we do daylight? Do we even need daylight? It was, uh, it was for it was, farming, I think. Yeah, for farming. It was for daylight to get more hours out of well, the day. Well, and I know, wasn't it like for World War II stuff like that? As I don't well? know. I mean, yeah. I, I thought I was it was make a, stuff up. I thought Ben Franklin like tried int- tried to introduce it, and they didn't do it until later. But that's what it was for. It was to promote the ec- provoke the economy spending for farming or something. Yeah, like I that. don't know. Yes. Now, now it doesn't matter. No, now it's like whatever. Now we have lights. <laughs> now we have electricity. Now, now you can go to Vegas yeah. and golf twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Suck on that, Franklin. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin. <laughs> Bet you never thought you'd see night golf, did you? <laughs> Glow in the dark golf balls. I have some. Glow in the dark golf balls. But have, well, you, have you been have, to the yeah, par three courses to, with the lights? Yeah, they no. have like stadium oh. lights, oh. stadium lighting <laughs> on the whole course. It's great. <laughs> we can even golf in the wintertime now too, because they have that Mister Heater. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. What's yeah. the Mister Heater? There's a it goes in your golf cart. Oh. He's Mr. Heater. It's like does something with carbon monoxide so it doesn't kill everybody. Oh. So you can be nice and warm while you golf in minus 20 degree weather. Yeah, as long as there's no snow on the ground, you're good to go. And actually, How do they plow the fairway? And actually, I don't know. No, it's actually probably easier because of the like permafrost on the ground. Yeah. You can't chip that grass, so it just <laughs> yeah, pings. So your ball rolls but so you gotta, far. You'd have to pull back on your swing a little bit because it slides, you know? Yeah, they just... Yeah. Winter golf. That's like a whole new thing. See, the Winter world golf. has changed, Franklin. You yeah. have no idea. Yeah, Benjamin. <laughs> He doesn't know what he's talking about now. Benjamin. Hey, was he the one that invented the the lightning rod? Well, Uh, I I think he was flying a kite and got struck by lightning. And then that's because I feel like that board meeting was awesome. Like (laughs) they have this like back east in the day because think about it. They're sitting there like, guys, we have a real big problem about lightning strikes. Our houses. houses And this guy in the back just raises his hand and goes, what do we just put a giant stick up? Why don't we just put up a rod? Yeah, and everybody's like, that'll never Who's Well, okay. Well, and then they make fun of him. Well, okay, look at this guy. Let's look put up a rod. A stick? What an idiot. Yeah. If we put up a rod, what are we going to call it? Uh, a lightning rod? I'm pretty sure he invented like... <laughs> and then the room gets silent like, oh, well, that's not a bad idea. Uh, well, because if you think about it, like, it is like when you first hear like, why don't you just put up a giant pole? 
well, that's a stupid idea. You know what I mean? Like, you're sitting there, they're all trying look to, like, at the, do... Look at this moron over <laughs> yeah, here. Okay. But then in practice... You know, what's your name? Franklin? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, Franklin? You got glasses? Yeah. You got bifocals? Bifocals? bifocals. What an idiot. Yeah. I have one glasses for far and one for close. Yeah. In the same... Like, that's... Like, you're ever going to need that. Why would I want one when uh, I can have two? Like, it's been his rod idea. Yeah, was it? I I just I think about inventions in history, and I think, man, everybody must have thought that well, was a stupid idea. He invented and, like, and then you're like the well, furnace. He invented like everything. He yeah. invented he invented comfort. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> that was the man that invented comfort. Uh, uh, respect. Yeah, that's respect. why that is why he's on the hundred. That is that's why he's on the hundo. Yeah, some Benjamins. Yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, I don't have a name that can go down in infamy. Infamy. Like a name? I, can, I don't have a name that it could ever be on a dollar bill. <laughs> David Pascal. Like you'd never say like the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins, right? So a hundred dollars. They can call you the Davies. The Davids. No, look. At I those. just dropped a big David. I got. <laughs> I got five. Couple, I got five Davids right here for you. Let come. me in. Like no, what do is it that? Like, uh, How like, much money is that? No, Push that Dave, David down the toilet. <laughs> Davy. You have to say Davy like with a Y. Like no, Davy sounds like a little Davey child. Yeah, like Crockett. David Crockett's badass. I got a couple Davies in my wallet. Yeah. Although that, that, I mean, it does actually sound like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it's sound not, like. It's not like Benjamins. Yeah, when you have a Benjamin, you know that guy's I got wallet a is packing. It's some Abraham Lincolns right here. Or, is there anything, is there other, some Mr. George Washington says I could no, get No, see, in. I don't, I, that's why I think Benjamin's Benjamin. on the 100. Well, because who's the 50? Well, Benjamin Franklin was probably the OG Steve Jobs, right? <laughs> I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he Also known as the OG douche. <laughs> <laughs> he no, just wanted kidding. like he really just wanted to be comfortable. That's why yeah. he invented. He invented. Ah, I don't want to fix my house from lightning again. <laughs> Put a rod up. I mean, if you think about it, he invented everything. His foreign relation policy was fantastic. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, his, uh, what was his foreign relation policy? Some with the French. Sle- yeah, sleep with as many people as you can. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's diplomacy. Yeah. Keeping yeah. up foreign relations. That's diplomacy. Did you know that he was the he world's was, greatest uh, diplomat right there? Benjamin Franklin was a horn dog in France. Like he went for it. That's why they helped us in the war. Okay, there's being a horn dog, and then there's being a horn dog in France. Yeah, that we call that the Franklin. We call that. <laughs> Put that man on a hundred dollar bill. Uh, yeah. Did you guys know? Did you guys not know? Did you guys not know that he was? Uh, I think he is the reason, single handedly, that France helped us in the war. Because <laughs> he, they're like, he went well, over there. They're like, well, and he took care of it. They're like, well, let's see. This is Revolutionary War starting. <sighs> Guys, send me to France and I'll get it done. Yeah. I'll take this one for the team. Yeah. I'll go over to France and All just right. score with every woman, and uh, they won't have a choice but to help us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when I learned that about him, I was kind of like, wow, all right. T uh, Buck says, couple Davies in my wallet makes it sound like condoms. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> a couple Davies in my wallet. Uh, 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 that's a good, you have a good contraceptive name. I have, my name is a good contraceptive name. That is good. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> preventing, preventing mistakes and mishaps. Yeah. Uh, for your pleasure. Anyway, if you ever... <laughs> Back to pleasure. Back to Benjamin pleasure. Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. If you ever want to go for a ride in history, look up Benjamin Franklin's foreign relation policies. <laughs> they are good. They're 10 out of 10s. Yeah, they <laughs> you know are. what I'm saying? They are solid. <laughs> they were swiped the right direction. <laughs> and with that... Uh, with that, we got to get back to our stream. Somehow we... Oh, yeah, we're doing a stream. podcast. It's our, new, it's our new history So it's Jordan streams every Monday and Wednesday. 
Come and join him, guys. Monday and Wednesday evenings. Uh, he will start the stream for everybody, and then we will move to our podcast, special podcast episode at the end of his stream. Yeah. Uh, where we do a couch cast. Those are for Arbiter members or higher. So make sure if you're an Arbiter member, come join us on Monday. We're going to be playing some Rogue Company yes. as a couch cast. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so come join us and we'll see you guys on Monday. That brings us to our new game club game of the month. It is Dirt 5. Uh, we get, Let's actually, should we bring up some footage of this? Yes, I'll pull it up. We can play it. Uh, Dirt 5 is our game club game of the month. It is on Game Pass. We announced it last week and I had a chance to jump into it. And I'll uh, give my thoughts. I don't know if you guys had a chance to play it very much at all. I actually played it every night this week as my relaxation. Page. 120 frame mode. 120. No, it wasn't. It was 60. Uh, I don't have a 120 frame heard, yeah, monitor. Monitor. Yeah. When are those coming out? By the way, it's, I feel like I haven't heard anything. Here. I think by the end of Christmas. Uh, by no, this, year's this Christmas, Christmas, I think yeah. we'll have a good. Uh, Anyways, I initially I play. You play the first level on on Dirt Five, and it's like, meh. This is an okay racing game. Hey. I would kind of, I enjoyed the first level. Okay. No, I, I, I enjoyed it too, but it's not like, it's not like I was like, well, ah, Forza's better, right, at that point. Then I play a couple levels in, and I don't yeah. know if this was for the same experience for you, Spicy, as for me. As you're playing this game and you're going around, there's water on the ground, there's particles jumping up, there's snow or rain or light. It shows you what racing can be on the Series X. I'm playing on the Series X. I'm playing on a 4K monitor. I'm playing 60 frames per second. I'm playing HDR, the whole shot. Sure. And I was blown away at how beautiful this game is. After you get past, because I don't think the first level showcased that very much. But once you get past it, it's it's one of the most beautiful racing games that I've played. And and. And this is not a game created exclusively for next gen. This this game got me excited. Is getting me excited for next gen racing. The next gen Forza. Uh, it really is breathtaking to play, and I, I I just find myself hypnotically racing because of how good it looks. I I have a question. So I've not played it yet. Yep. I have it downloaded and ready to go. But this is more of a rally racing game, right? It is rally it, racing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's if Forza Horizon was with mud and snow and sleet and I mean, all over. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Forza Horizon does have that, but these are close. This, this is, is it's like close track, not open world. Well, yeah. so is it more? Is it and more like not, Forza, Is it more Forza Horizon or more motorsport? It's more a Horizon. It's very arcadey. This oh, is yeah, a, okay. this is an arcadey racer. Okay. Yeah. For sure. With mud. With oh, mud. Hey, I like that. Yeah. So Forza, I mean, I think is probably the the pinnacle of of the racing genre. Um, but I'm just I'm finding myself I'm on I'm on chapter three now of sure. the racing in the campaign, and I it really is. And here's what I've done: I have been resisting downloading Spotify okay. because I don't need another app on my phone. Uh, I big into podcasts. I used to listen to Joe Rogan a lot until he moved to Spotify. And, <laughs> That's funny. And then I don't. And so. I, Anyways, one of my favorite other guys, Lex Friedman, was on the Joe Rogan show, and so I was like, well, I'll, I'll listen to him. So I downloaded Spotify on the Xbox, and it blew my mind. From my phone, I can just go play on my Xbox, comes through. Oh, this guy's good. Comes through my headset while I'm racing Dirt 5. I'm listening to podcasts. When I turn off my Xbox, boom, transfers right back to my phone, and I take off where I'm listening. Apple Podcasts needs to do that. Everybody needs to do that. Uh, it just makes my I think I'm all in on Spotify now as a result because I can listen while I'm gaming uh, I adjust the volume and that's that's how I've been enjoying my evenings this week just getting my race on so did you not experience the music in this game as much then 
Um, no, yeah, I turned it. I I experienced it for like the first couple levels, and then I turned it off. the The music's really. I mean, it's. He did what you usually do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny is you're doing what I usually do. Yeah. But in this case, I enjoyed the music so much, you I have not it. turned it off yet. It's the music's good. fantastic. What kind yeah. of music is it? Uh, think of if Tony Hawk had a game today. Yeah. There's a. In fact, okay. one of the, I think on the first one, like Blink 182 was playing as I'm yeah. as I'm going across it's, the finish line. They did a really good job on their music selection. Somebody. That was the A team of the music. Yeah, <laughs> they did a really good job. I really, I, I thought that I wasn't going to like it as much as I do. I, I think it's more arcadey than Forza Horizon. Most definitely, it is. Yeah, yeah. which I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there's a place for both simulator and hardcore, hardcore arcade. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's even a term, I, I really enjoy this game a lot. I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. I, well, it's probably because I haven't played a racing game in so long. Yeah. And it just feels good. It well, just feels really good. Well, I think what racing, I because I haven't played racing game in forever. Since Forza Horizon 4, I 100%ed that game uh, or got close to 100%. Uh, last time mm-hmm. I played it was the Lego expansion. Mm-hmm. And that's the last racing game I played. And racing games, it's just, it's relaxing. Uh, it's Sometimes racing beautiful. games aren't relaxing. <laughs> yeah. But this one is. It's beautiful. I actually really like the layout where they make you, so in the campaign on Dirt 5, they make you choose like okay i'm gonna do this race but if i do this race it unlocks this race but if i choose this different race it'll unlock a different race and i want to get to that map yeah so i'm gonna choose that or you can do them all but That's i'm trying to go through as fast as i can and and, and there's certain races that i want it's the n64 really cool. star fox campaign yeah as you're racing so you know you can go to different planets right you can choose up or down it's the same kind of concept yeah yeah no that's exactly you, right you could do that uh i i I really so were like you? Where were you playing this on? Were you playing this on your big TV upstairs? No, or? right here on this 4K setup. Right oh, okay. On my, and uh, did you notice what I noticed? Like the oh. the particle effects, the beauty of it, just that oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. that really hooked me. And that to me that showed me okay, next gen racing is gonna be amazing. Like what they're yeah. gonna be able to do with it. The only one of the things I didn't like is I like to be just a little bit further back on my camera. But they don't. Yeah, I'll tell you I what else though. I, there are some times that I'll go in and be do the driver's seat mode where you see like the steering wheel and stuff, and that also is just as beautiful. In fact, I think that might be more beautiful because sure. of everything that's happening and going on. The lighting effects again really stood out to me on the Series X. I feel like if you're experiencing like this on, this. if you're experiencing this on the uh, Xbox One, it's just. I mean, it's it's a it's a good solid racing game. Mm-hmm. But if you're experiencing this, experiencing this on next gen hardware, it's really showing off some beautiful things of what next gen racing can be. I I also do like that pink and black and yellow color palette that they go with. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the rage. Yeah, it's like the rage yeah, color the rage palette. Color palette. Well, yeah. and the campaign, like it progresses you with the podcast. Did yeah, you notice it does, that? It does. Yeah, you can like the campaign. The, they, the, the the there's a podcast pushing yeah. you through the pan- campaign. So. Did we should apply to be like. The podcast the podcast campaign like how top the next year was on forza yeah, yeah. it's not forza five forza that they five, did yeah top gear and they did like, an awesome job yeah, it was, it was actually really top cool. guys are great yeah I, I i actually from the first match i really enjoyed it david i mean i'm i think i'm in the exact i think i'm chapter three as well so yeah. I, I think we're in the exact same place that, what's fun about rally games is they have crazy courses so one of the one of my favorite courses is you're only on ice and you do like figure eights on ice and it's you slip and slide all over the place 
it's fun. It's just fun. So, um, so in chat, Brian says it's good, but I miss the open world aspects of Forza Horizon. I mean, there's a place for both. One of my favorite racing games of all time was Top Gear 3000 sure. from like the Super Nintendo, and it was a campaign race. And as you played, just like this game, you can get better cars, you know, and you level up your cars <laughs> as you as you play it. Same kind of concept. This is about progression and getting better cars and playing harder races and getting better cars and playing harder races. Um, so there's a place for both. Uh, there, there's always a place for just going down to the fields and just spinning around until you get a million points. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a place for just a nice well, structured here, here's racing Here's what I did circuit. too, because I know that this dropped with the launch of the series X and the PlayStation five and everything. And so, uh, uh, they were really highlighting the next gen physics and you know how it looks on this but then i also know that they upgraded forza horizon um the assets in there to like really high high quality assets so i downloaded forza horizon 4 redownloaded it and i played them back to back sure because i wanted to see okay is this actual like next gen stuff that's happening here or did forza horizon 4 were they able to mimic this as well by just bumping up everything and no it actually it actually makes Forza Horizon 4, even though they do add in for the 4K assets and it looks phenomenal, you just don't get the particles that you get and the lighting effects that you get here, and it really does take away. It makes it seem flat, if that makes sense, from a just graphical standpoint. Forza Horizon 4 now just feels a little bit flat. Still a fantastic game, fantastic racer, but gra I'm just speaking graphics here only. Sure. This 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 is just the peak because I don't think this is even close to what we're gonna see in like the new motorsport in like game. the new motorsport <laughs> yeah. that comes out or anything like that. Like just it's it's going to showcase what is capable on these next gen systems and it's very exciting. Well, Digital Foundry always uses Forza as like the the base benchmark game that they yeah. use a lot for a lot of the stuff that they do. Yeah, which I mean because that's what Microsoft does. They want to showcase what their their hardware can do and they. Own that they game. Own that, yeah. yeah let's, so let's do it. Crank it to 10, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Crank it to 10. I do have a criticism of this game, a very hard criticism. Uh, there's no rumble feature. Oh, uh, was there not? No. And it throws me off. And at first it's like, oh, it's a little bland. Why, why is there no rumble feature? And I looked in settings. I could not find it. If someone in chat knows if there was something that I was missing there. Did I? Maybe I, your controller's I, just broken. I went in to say, no, because then I go into Forza and there's rumble features all over the place. <laughs> um, so how dare you? Damn, yeah, damn. Uh, we want our luxuries. No, but so that that was off to me. And then I was thinking one of the things that is interesting when you go into settings is it's mouse and keyboard. So I wonder if that's why like you can switch to mouse and keyboard. I wonder if that's why there's no rumble features because this was also built for there, the PC I mean, and simultaneous. There, I don't know. There's lots of PC games that have controller support and rumble is an option. Yeah. So yeah, because I feel like if you added that in there, it would just add a little bit more like when you can immersion. feel the dirt. Yeah. A little bit more immersion there. A little bit better. Of well, I mean, it's an off-road game. I want to feel the shock. Yeah. yeah. But maybe they tried it and they were like, there's too much vibration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's work. the first time that's ever been it a bad thing. It doesn't work. <laughs> there's too much. Come, final thoughts, Spicy, before before I go on Dirt 5? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot. I think it's a great game, uh, especially since it's on Game Pass. I think everybody oh, yeah. that uh, enjoys or has ever enjoyed a racer should try it. I think the music's great. I think they did a really good job laying out the campaign. Um, one thing that I found interesting, I don't know if it's the trend for racing games, but I got the warning or notification uh, about having the game not be 
online until you finish the tutorial. Oh, yeah. Which I think is one of the dumbest things ever. <laughs> well, do they make you go through three hours no, of no, tutorial? No, no, it's, it's like it's one, one race. It's okay. one race. Yeah. It's one race. But uh, the fact that that is a thing. Yeah, everybody knows how to race. It's right trigger and left trigger <laughs> yeah. with joysticks left and, and right. And maybe there's like an E-brake with A or Y or X or B. B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's is, not exactly that like That is a, funny. Everyone knows how to race. Why? why do we I know. I don't understand. But In the, every racing game, the D-pad changes your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't on this. Does yeah. it? Uh, actually, I could. No, D-pad does. D-pad? Up oh, and okay. down. Oh, yeah. It's up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so... I wonder why games do that because that was the initial turnoff of Forza Four. Well, Forza Horizon well, that Four was, though that was the initial was turnoff five was five hours. Yeah, it's like holy yeah. cow! You at that after five hours of you being excited to play with your friends and not being able to, people just walked away. Well, especially when the so it would be different if that game was closed. But the selling point of Forza Horizon, this, whoever we're watching is really good. Sorry, David. My gameplay. Um, <laughs> this is your gameplay. Yeah, game sorry, play. sorry to. The the selling point for Forza Horizon was this open world, play with your friends, jump in and out, interact with other people in the world, but they don't let you do that for five hours. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I know. Well, well yeah. It almost, it almost feels like Forza Horizon Four added a lot of features that didn't need to be there. Well, the season and concept was cool, and in yeah. this case, it was a tutorial. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. added a tutorial that didn't yeah. need to be there. And, well, they were showing off the seasons, but. But yeah, well, I'd be curious uh, if they've adjusted that at all. Like if we went back and started over on a tutorial for Forza, what, they, what, they must have adjusted that What they should that now, have right? done with this, instead of doing the seasons, and this is just, I mean, this is just an idea I'm going to throw out there. Something I've, I've been thinking of. Okay. What if instead of doing seasons, you just did regions within the open world? Well, now? that's what they did with the Australian. Well, yeah, but Forza I mean, Horizon Three. No, yeah. So they did like what was that like? They had the snow level and then the, yeah. the Storm Island, but like. You had to actually load into that. Why not make one big open world like Red Dead Redemption? One big open world. You go into the mountains. It's gonna be really snowy. Yeah. Which has these types of races. The obviously the coast is sunny. You know what I mean? Just do it by region. Well, I think not that's. By, I think that's maybe what they'll do. What they'll yeah. do probably with the next one. I don't imagine they do this this ever changing season anymore. Yeah. Because what sucked is like ah oh, Jesus the fall. I don't need I the fall. I need, I need the, I need the summer. Yeah. I need the summer because I want to do this and I, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Brian Ethins uh, chat says it's almost as long as the intro snow level of Red Dead Redemption Two prologues shouldn't take that long. I, I agree with that. In fact, we had a whole discussion during Valhalla when we were talking about Valhalla about prologues, especially in, in like long story or long open world games or even cyberpunk. There's a point where you're like, OK, I need to get to the main game and you know you're not in the main game. Mm -hmm. And it does for me anyways. It gives me anxiety to where it's like, OK, I'm rushing instead of just enjoying it. Whereas if. But see, you knew that the game was about pillaging England. Yeah, that was the problem yeah. with the That was the screen. problem yeah, with Valhalla. Like, you yeah. knew you yeah. were supposed to be somewhere else, but you weren't. Like, I enjoyed it because I was a Viking in a Viking land, and eventually the story took me out. It was three hours probably before you got yeah, out of there. That was a good amount of time. Which is a long time, but I, I mean, I, I guess it's all about perspective or something i don't know but the, the it's the fact that you knew you were supposed to be raping and pillaging england like yeah, had they middle not, age england yeah there you go had they not told you that that was the main part of the game well all they advertised all they advertised england, was yeah. that and, and so you yeah. know you know you're so prologues can be as long as they want as long as you don't know you're in the prologue yeah if you don't know you're in the prologue it's not a prologue that's just called a game ah well i knew i was supposed to be in england 
But I don't think I was as frustrated as you. No, I was well, I eventually was like, okay, I'm not doing all this side stuff. I'm just going. Yeah, that's you know, a, that's like, what it I... Was just, it was just like, okay, what am I doing here? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I get it, though, because you get a lot of unlocks by going to the next zone that you know exists because we're talking about it or somebody's talking about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have that in your life. Yeah. You know? Well, MMO just has tutorial zones, but they're not any different... All it is is the same as the upper zones, like ESO, except for it's easier to kill people. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, so there's got to be mean, a balance. M- MMOs, I feel like leveling up is almost your tutorial because as you level up through, let's say, 40 to 50 levels, depending on what game you're playing, you learn your class, right? Yeah, you know what? And then once you hit that max level, you know, like, okay, this rotation is best. This is here. You just, you learn your class. So but it's presented in a so different I, way. So I never I played. So Red Dead Redemption, I actually, Brian F. thinks, says that the prologue was a little long. I, I, I would agree. I played it back a second time, and the snow level prologue is really long. I think at that point, I was just really interested in who the characters were, so it didn't bother me as much. But that is, that is the case. But how does, like, how did, like, what's considered one of the greatest games of this generation, God of War. How did they handle a prologue You know how they situation? handled the prologue? Yeah. You know how they did it? <laughs> they did they an anime fight yeah. scene in it. What they did, oh, geez, that was amazing. That was, I didn't even know that. I, how, I wouldn't even how, know that as a prologue. But how long was it? What they did is they had you press the start button, and then all of a sudden you're Kratos chopping down the thickest tree you've ever seen <laughs> and carrying it like with one hand. They started the game with testosterone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how they did it. <laughs> and then... And then you did an anime fight scene with Balder. Oh my gosh, was, one of the greatest And you're like one of the greatest opening fight scenes of any game ever. Cow. So it was it was it pretty But so how, so about how long how long to but the, I don't that know game an hour you an hour? Was it well, like a half hour till you got in the fight and then you had to learn the fight and I would say it's a 20 minute fight. The thing is is I, I guess you know your your learning mechanics of the game, but you don't necessarily know that you're in a prologue cuz the story kicks up essentially right after you cut that tree down. And that game is interesting where they never change the camera. Yeah, did you know if you play that game from beginning to end in one sit-through, the camera never it cuts. It follows you, there's no loading. Just, yeah. It oh, just like, what, follows that, you like everywhere. It's like 1918, that, that the, one movie. The, the, the director <laughs> who did that... It's probably inspired by that. Yeah, inspired by 1918. The, the God of War reboot, I mean, I know, it's, I know it's on PlayStation and not Xbox, but the God of War reboot that they did was a fantastic game. They made the right decisions... It was and it was cool risky game. decisions because oh, yeah. it wasn't the same game yeah. at all to their old ones. And they, they weren't afraid to do something different. Yeah. And but, it, it's one of the greatest games. But that feature that Mark mentioned that where, where the camera doesn't cut, that adds to that cinematic value. And you're, you're con- with that game, you're constantly being introduced to story. Yeah. Always and being introduced to story. One of my favorite features of that game is the camera does not shake at all. <laughs> so oh, I watched of- some reviews on Outriders, by the way, Jordan, and your camera shake issue. Yeah, yeah I, lots so of people. I've, I've you, played that. You're the professionals. Like, yeah. give me so your, okay, let's give me well, wait, let me wrap up Dirt 5, yeah. and then let's move on to Outriders then. I have a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, Dirt 5, check it out. It's on Game Pass. It is our Game Club Game of the Month, so come join us over on Discord and play along with everybody and enjoy the com- enjoy the conversation. That happens over there. Let's bring up uh, Outriders Shaky Cam. So Jordan, last week, really liked this game. I do. I still really do like this game. And one of his complaints was the Shake Cam is Shake Cam on steroids. <laughs> I was there. Mr. McSpicy had posited that perhaps it had to do with frame rate. However, I'm willing to bet that you've changed your mind on that <laughs> because I've seen reviews on everyone. 
says uh, it seems like the cameraman has PTSD, <laughs> not the <laughs> no, not, not like, the like, not the warriors <laughs> in Outriders. Can I can I mention real quick as a segue talking about pacing on tutorials and everything? This game does an amazing job at pushing you through story and tutorial. Outriders? Uh Uh-huh. Outriders. And just pushing you through. And the storytelling (laughs) in this game is amazing. The story itself is amazing. I'm blown away. I had no idea how good this game was going to be. Mm -hmm. Outriders. It's a free demo. Everyone should play it. I want to start out with that. Yeah. Um, So to get to the shaky cam. Yeah. uh, it is compounded by the frame rates, but it's definitely the it's, guy it's did a, not flip the steady the steady cam switch. Yeah, there's uh, cameras like if you're shooting with a DSLR, and even if you have like a steady cam, you know something, which is how you get that look. There is still a feature on a lot of lenses that stabilizes the jerkiness. They did not <laughs> enable that. The hey, camera must have been on a budget. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's not shaky, so there's a there. It's a style where it just just like yeah, this. Yeah. That's a very normal style. You see it at all in a lot of mockumentaries, like mm-hmm. uh, you see it like in The Office made it very popular. Modern Family, Modern Family, exactly. It's just a slow moving. It's basically a shoulder cam with a cam. Well, that's the feel it's supposed yeah. to mimic, right? Yeah. Um, this guy filmed it on a cell phone <laughs> without the stabilization enabled and. Had like five cups of coffee <laughs> and Dr. Pepper. Well, that's why it's like they filmed it in the winter and they forgot to give the camera guy a jacket. <laughs> like know, it was, it's just. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I don't know how you patch this. They did say they are looking into it before launch. Yeah. It, from what it, I've heard. It was so. definitely a design choice, um, but it's it's not. it was done by somebody that I think wasn't classically trained in cinematography. Sure. It, it's, um, I'm just want to hold it. I don't know if that's the case. I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings that probably developed that, but it's just that, it's that just too feature much. is just cranked up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to dial it back to about seven and don't make it jerky, make it smooth. Yeah. And that'll, that'll fix it. When you do that, especially with 60 frames or higher, it's going to give, people issues well so, did you find yourself like when i was playing i kind of like moved my head so like yeah. it's, it's kind of like okay yeah. it's, it's like when you're flying a plane on on you know or on a plane game or something it was just oh yeah is the seizure warning on this one at the beginning <laughs> you know it actually is yeah, yeah. It, it sounds they like do have a seizure warning so they're cool uh, legally they're fine <laughs> <laughs> um that said the game is fantastic you really enjoy it so this game is fairly polarizing i've noticed as i've watched so i've not yet to play it i my goal was to play it last week and i just didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. but what i did do as i watched a lot of different people play it i've watched some big uh destiny youtubers play it and some really really like it and are now going in an outriders content direction i mean these are big youtubers um you know sure. few hundred thousand subscribers and others you know, all Destiny content creators, so you think they like the same style of game. Others think this game is a joke. And so there's, there's this really, it's it's a very polarizing, I feel like it's, you either really like it or you really don't. And I don't I don't know quite why that is the case yet. I'm mm-hmm, sure as mm-hmm. time comes down, maybe, you know, you're more used to that first person view with, with a Destiny and you, you don't like the third person as much or something like that. But uh, even wrote in a chat says, uh, I had fun, but it's not very good in my humble opinion. So it's it's very interesting. Like, 
what okay and that just seems to be how this game you either really like it or you really don't what do you like about it spicy the story yeah the story's am- i love the story and maybe i'm i don't know how to say this without spoiling another story so <laughs> let me say this me and david have been reading books True, and we are really good. We're interested in 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 books, books. In the fantasy genre, fantasy. That book that we've been reading, or yes. a series of books, is this oh, okay. story. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, oh, that makes me want to play this now. It's the story's fantastic. Is the dialogue just can, as good? Uh, oh, can we get? Can I talk about the characters and yeah, everything? Go ahead. So this is Square Enix, right? I absolutely love the eccentricities that Square Enix puts into their characters. Like, there's the cowboy guy, and he's very eccentric. There's the bean counter accountant, and he's his own way. You know, and then they have all, there's the engineer. They have all these flamboyant, very specific personalities, and they, Square Enix is awesome when they, when they do that. And their voice, they, they do some things like, I want to talk to Jordan after. I don't want to spoil anything, because they, well, their dialogue is <laughs> I I could, so uh, I think it's people who can fly is the developer Square Enix yes, the publisher correct uh, people who can fly actually they did I think they did Bulletstorm and I think they did work on Gears of War games which is why it feels very Gears of War when it comes to yes. cover and stuff like that but it feels like I told Mark I was like Mark you got to play this game I just want you to imagine Gears of War if it was written by Square Enix <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> well and I put down in my notes when I was playing Gears of War. Plus Destiny, plus Division. Have you met, and people will know the line, I think it's the greatest line I've ever heard, but have you met Mr. Chang yet? He's a side quest. <laughs> no, I okay. haven't. He's, that's the greatest line I've ever heard. Just remember, Mr. Chang. Ronan in chat brings up a very, very good point. The acceleration oh, yeah. and aiming is atrocious. They should let you turn it off. The I spent a good 10 minutes trying to dial in settings, and it's like the... Was it the original like iPod where the volume goes from 10% to 90% yeah. in one tick? Yeah. Yeah. They, there's no, I'm going, well, so, I'm going from, from, so they have the range of, you know, sensitivity and it starts you out like you turn left and you spin around five times and you're like, oh, let's dial this down. I dial it down to one and I can't move. Mm-hmm. I put it at two. And I can barely move, put it at three, and I'm spinning around again. Yeah. Well, what they do, what it is, we figured, so we streamed this game on Monday, and we figured out what it was. ADSing, so aim down sight, I'm doing fine. It's third person, and when you have a shotgun, you're not necessarily, like the character I'm playing, I, the trickster is who I picked, by the way, or one of the ones. I think he's my favorite. I was the range uh, support, the first one, the, the interceptor? Tecromancer. Tecromancer, yeah. that's it. Oh, oh, oh. So, with a shotgun, when you're right next to someone... You, you don't necessarily want to aim down sight. You just want to shoot. Sure. And 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 it's with the gears, with very the, gears. Yeah, with the specific abilities I have, I just I in the third person, not aiming down sight. I want to turn and do an ability and and stuff like that. The problem that we found, and we tested this out, is in third per in both third person and ADS, they have it's basically like mouse acceleration, but it's aim acceleration. So like you'll turn, hit your joystick to the left, you'll start to go at one speed, and then after about two three seconds, you'll It'll crank, you'll boost yeah. up. It's like to quick spin or or whatever. Now I'm like, okay, there's the problem. That's how Vigor there, there, was yeah. originally. Just yeah, there's the problem. So I jump into settings. They let you turn off the acceleration in the ADS, but they don't let you touch anything in third, third person, person in which fire. I hope that's my biggest criticism of the game is I 
really want them to let me turn off the acceleration in the third person because that's what's screwing me up. ADS, I'm fine. I, I was able to, I had to dial it in a little bit too on the ADS because the ADS does have a acceleration, but it's at like, you can turn it all the way down to 0.01%, which is essentially nothing. Yeah. With all with all these, uh, you know, the, the feedback that this game is getting because of that and this game isn't released yet, I would expect that this would be a top priority for them to finish. I would want yeah. the acceleration fixed before the shaky screen. And, <laughs> and you know how I feel about the shaky screen. But that, that it, it's just, I don't know why they give you the option in ADSing, aiming down sight, but not in just your general third person camera. It was, it was odd to me, but anyway, that's no, any it's, it's very valid. I mean, I, I can't going from two to three, it's going from 10% excel movement to 90. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no and in when between. You, when and you mess with the sensitivity, it doesn't change the acceleration that they have. It, it, oh. You still accelerate regardless. Correct. Yeah. It may change how fast you exit but it, it that's what throws you off is because you're you're looking at point a and you want to turn let's say 180 degrees to point b i overshoot it yeah i overshoot it because <laughs> i'm going this speed and then all of a sudden i'm yeah. jerking fat it's yeah it's real uh, real quick uh we did get a super chat right now from mark clark i've just been waiting for this before we continue on with the outriders discussions mark clark uh thank you very much for the super chat says Zenimax was approved by the eu deals it was approved earlier today by USSEC, uh, and so it's done for Bethesda and Xbox. It has been approved. It's official. Bethesda, Xbox, they are now one. They so are, congratulations. They are Thank many. you very much, Mark Clark, for the update and for the super chat. That's very exciting. That is. It's official. It's official. It's like an engagement. The marriage has happened. <laughs> it is official. Uh, back to Outriders. Spicy, in your opinion, now this is a loot shooter in the same vein as like a Destiny. Mm-hmm. Will you... Spend as many hours as you did. That's in, a like, really a Destiny. good question. Well, it depends on the end game. And I see Ronan in chat says, "End game is literally just replaying missions in co-op as harder difficulties or time trials." I mean, that's kind of what Destiny was too. Well, because but I mean, there's special raids, missions, oh, yeah. raids, and stuff in Destiny. Yeah, they'll have ra- yeah, which I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you don't here's, have that. Here's my thing: I don't know much about this game. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what is it? Three hours the demo? The demo, but it's the full game up to I think it's four side quests okay. and three zones. I think something okay. like that. They they even say this is the entire game, but limited in how far you can progress. Okay, mm-hmm. right. So um, this I don't know. I'd have to see how the end game works. Anthem was a great game up until about ten hours plus in, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I. If this is the same thing, then it's going to be a problem. Right now, the story has me hooked. Mm-hmm. Really? I really? love the story. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. It starts out it starts out kind of just whatever, right? You're you're a colony ship landing on a plant on a new planet called Enoch, I believe it's called. And you're just things are normal, things happen. Then something happens, and then something really happens, and it the story just gets you into it hard at a certain point. And I really like how the story's it's a great story. It's it's very similar to yeah. a I, book that we're reading. <laughs> I wouldn't after playing this game, because I've played I think three of the classes now. I saw I still have to play the Tech Romancers. That's the other one I haven't played. 
but I I wouldn't compare this game to Destiny. This is more of a so like uh, in chat we're talking about it. They've said it's not games as a service. That doesn't necessarily turn me on or off. I mean, there's some games as a service games that do fantastic. There's some games with games as a service that do terrible, right? Mm. So it's just it's that's that's a you know toss up. You know that doesn't n- neither turn me off or turn me on. It's just we'll see how they handle it. What how I would describe this game is this is a co-op arena looting shooter <laughs> is, is versus well with, how do you describe with, destiny then with well but it has a, a more destiny is a little bit more open world open-ended than this so this game is so you basically the the vibe i get from this game is we're essentially going to go to blank area i call it the tower right now it's basically like a a, a dirt hole uh the tower <laughs> is what i call it because that's what i compare it to yeah you go to this the main camp the bunker whatever. yeah the main camp which it sounds like eventually is going to just turn into your truck your truck's going to be in the main camp that you move forward throughout the levels but what it sounds like is you're basically going to go into like an arena so imagine like a, a gears of war level where you progress through linear mm-hmm. and then you level up you kill enemies you get loot that section's done you move on to the next one okay so it's not it's not a game where you're like, ah, I'm gonna jump like in Destiny. I'm gonna jump in and go to the EDZ and do public events for a while. It's not that. It's okay. there. Each it's, level is a specific level that you're gonna progress through, and con- that, that's so what I mean by the, the arena. That's what I mean by then. the arena. In so in that part of it, it has a lot of Diablo essence to it, mm-hmm. where it's, dro- it's you about drops. Rank up the difficulty, and it increases the drops. Okay. So you can. That's very Diablo because you're playing the Diablo. same levels you all the time. Play the yeah, the, same the, levels. The world. Tiers. So I would say it's more like Diablo Endgame than <laughs> Destiny Endgame. Yes, from what I, would, I can I would say. Agree okay. with that. It's not the only thing that this and Destiny have in common, and Destiny has this in common with a lot of games. Like Destiny and Borderlands have this in common. They're looter shooters. Is is what they are. You 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 shoot and you loot. That's really the, they're they're of the same genre but a different style. Okay. But it'll be interesting. We're talking, and, and we're mentioning it in chat right now, too. On the stream, we were talking about how... It, so right now, your your camp area, which eventually is, from what it sounds like, is just going to be your truck. You take your truck out, and it's going to be your new base camp. We were talking about, I wish they're, I wish they do. They would do something kind of like a tower, like a social space, where you can go in and basically show off your awesome gear to other players. Because that's basically what the tower is. The tower is, you go into the tower, you talk to all your people, and then you stand in the middle to where everybody can see how awesome you look. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then you also talk that late that smoker lady sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The EXO lady or whatever. Yeah. 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 You need think she was on the show twenty four forever ago. <laughs> you know, she's like, hey, you want a new weapon? Eh. Yeah. She's the green. She's yeah, Nubian, eh? She's that guy from Destiny. But so it it'll be interesting interesting to see what they do and and how they do it. Like I said, I'm not I'm neither here nor there on the games as a service. I mean, if 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 it's a good solid game. And it has all the content in the box, and they never add to it. Like let's, let, for example, let's let's take Star Wars Squadrons. That was a good, solid game. It had it had everything I wanted in the box, and they said that they weren't going to add anything else. I mean, they eventually did, but they said they weren't going to add anything else, and they didn't disappoint me because you you kind of got the full package. Right? Sure. Same with Jedi Fallen Order. There was never any DLC for Jedi Fallen Order. It was just sixty dollars in the package. You got what you got, and I appreciated that. That being said, I still do appreciate games like Destiny, who do games as a service really well, or. Uh, division. Well, I haven't played Division Two that much, so I can't really say. But there but are that, games, that style. Yeah, that style. So that's you know, we'll see how that goes. But I I wouldn't compare this game to Destiny if that's what you're looking for. The yeah. only thing they have in common is you are going to pick up gear. Let me ask you this: as you've played through, um, there's someone who I 
I also watch again. He's a Destiny player and mm-hmm. has been really going through on Outriders. And he he his position this week after playing through all the classes uh, was that the crouching or the cover taking cover is really not meant for you. It's meant for the AI, the opponents, to get out of your way and to hide from you. And he's he's been playing basically the entire game without covering. With no issues, have you have you guys noticed that at well, all? Have you tried it out? I get what he's saying because it's it's the tagline is kill to heal, so it's, yeah. you have to play aggressive. It's like in a sense, it's kind of like Doom. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Where yeah, you have good, to yeah. push in to order heal. to heal. Yeah, yeah. So the trickster, who's my favorite class right now, I have to kill within so many yards to get health back. Okay. So I have to be close. Yeah, I think the. Technomancer is arranged. I just so he, have to deal damage. Yeah. When I deal damage, I get health. Yeah. And okay. then they have different things like they have a life leech weapon. So each bullet damage you do heals yourself. So, I mean, during during some boss fights, I took cover. I, I can see what he's saying. I, I mean, given we're in the demo, we're only at world tier five. I think is the highest we can go plus level seven. So, we'll, again... We'll have to wait and see how the rest of the game goes. Ronan's got a good point too. It depends on your class. If you're not taking cover as a techromancer, you'll die. Yeah, and, and I, you're squishy. You're a support class. Interesting. Where okay. the devastator and the trickster are meant, like I have an ability that teleports me right behind the guy's back. Like I'm meant to be up close. You're a same with yeah. Same with the devastator. He's meant to be the tank in your face character. So they okay. those two don't have to take cover. But see, I haven't played the techromancer yet. So yeah, I've had to take cover several times, or I would have died. Go ahead, I was gonna say what I do like about this game. I, I, there's a lot I like about this game. Given I this game, I I think it's I don't know about you, but I went in with kind of no expectations. That's exactly why I'm liking it. So it's I, like, oh, I this is actually, like, eh. uh, yeah, this is well, wow. Like I was actually really so. So that's why maybe you know why I have a little probably a little bit more hype because I kind of went in with no expectations. I was like, oh, this is actually turning out pretty decent. One thing I did like, and I don't know if you've played this part yet, they do have a couple I'd call them mini boss fights. But the boss fight design of that first character, uh, the first two bosses, I think are really well done. Now, people might be like, oh, Jordan, those guys were easy. I beat them really quick. Yeah, that's fine. But the mechanics that they put in to force you to do certain things was really well done and really well designed. In my, unless there's an exploit that I don't know about. <laughs> but there's basically, there's a boss, the, this first boss. He has an ability that you have to interrupt or else he heals. So if you don't play the mechanic correctly, you're never going to kill him because he just keeps healing himself. So you have to do certain things. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, this is just your basic teaching you how to play the game bosses. What happens when we get to the later levels, the end game stuff? We'll have to go from there. We'll see. I think this game, like most of these games, you know, Destiny Division, stuff like that, it kind of hinges on how... How I you know how good is the story? How well does it progress you through the game? And then of course, what is the end game like? My only concern for this game is right now the gameplay loop, much like you know like Doom's you know how Doom has that gameplay loop of just you know melee shoot you know their gameplay loop at least with the trickster class is incredibly fun. The getting up close, swiping enemies with my ability, flashing behind them, healing as you shoot, it's super fun. We'll see how repetitive that gets as the game goes on. Mm. But as of right now, just in the demo, I'm like Mark. I'm I'm having a really good time. With I it. had no expectations yeah. going into this, and that's probably why I'm enjoying it so yeah. much. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how this evolves because, like I said, it seems very polarized at the moment. People, people either really like it and think it's the next best thing 
or they really don't and think it's and just still a dud. played all four classes and played it to death and now they don't like it. Right? <laughs> yeah. So at some point they enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's 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 really really interesting. Um, regardless, it's when does this come out? April first. April first. So they yeah. have a month to make some tweaks. I mean, gameplay development wise, that may or may not be enough time to make all the tweaks you need to make. I would but think we'll we'll see what they do. I would yeah. think tweaking the controls should be priority. Priority and shouldn't be too hard. You know, it's just you're just changing inputs on yeah. acceleration. Just yeah, just that third just like you can have it. There may be people that like it. I am not a fan of the acceleration in any game because I agree. I I just don't like the way it works. I I understand why it's there and I understand its uses. It's just not for me. Just give me an option to turn it off and I'm good. Having it on makes it very hard to yeah. be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's our Jordan said a lot of really really good things today. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to take it from you. Tell me about the Techromancer. I've not played him yet. Um, it's fun. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Know. It's a it's a sniper support class essentially. So it's range. Uh, I only get health from damage, which Ronan said one of the bosses. Didn't drop ads. Didn't drop ads, so that would make that fight far harder because oh, I'm not healing because myself. You're, you're better with ads, right? You, Correct. Yeah. Which I think I really like because it's going to make some bosses harder for specific classes and some bosses easier for specific classes if they, you know, progress with that kind of logic. Well, and it, which I think is a really good thing to do. It would make the co-op interesting too cuz it's like okay, hey, we need a devastator for We got to rely yeah, on, yeah. you know, other other which styles. Which I've not played co-op yet, so we'll have to jump in and play co-op maybe with two different characters. Again, chat so. chat was saying that um, they're not scaling enemies to different uh, damage types. For example, um, I think it was Ronan, he said he went in as a level 6 and his other person he was playing with was a level two and he was just like breathing on these guys and they were exploding whereas his teammate you know it was normal yeah, difficulty was struggling, so yeah. it's not ramping not scaling things it's not scaling per difficulty which i think is an issue if you want to play with friends yeah because it's inevitable some are going to get ahead of people at least yeah if you're how it should work is yes yeah, scaling if you're in the level two world you just Pull that damage back. If you're in the level six world, you bring whoever's lower that damage up to almost their... like you remember what uh, Guild Wars Two did. Correct. They yeah. essentially downscaled you. You still had all your abilities, but you were heavily downscaled when you went to certain zones. Or when you went up, you didn't have the abilities, but you still did the damage. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. So. Which you know. Yeah. Well, why is that not? I've not played co-op, so I've not experienced any of I that side of it. So I don't. Yeah. Why is that? Ronan not, was right. I yeah, don't know. I, I don't I know don't why know that what, doesn't exist in 2021. So. Well, and it's by world tier, so you can basically just say, okay, world tier two is this threshold, even if you're level 90, you're only going to do this. Yeah, just huh. do it. Interesting. What they should do, I don't, this is me just ballparking this, you know, <laughs> I'm just sitting in a conference room thinking about how to fix this. Just make the damage a percentage, and if you are in a level two, if you're a higher level going down, just make your Bullets do 10% of your normal damage. Yeah. Well, and that's why I don't get it, because it's set by world tier. So can't yeah. you, And I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not a game developer. But can't you just say, okay, world tier 2 is generally this range. Yeah. So this guy's level 90, and I know there's not 90 levels in the game, but, you know, this guy's level 90 in world tier 15. If we take him down to world 2, he's only going to do... The max of that level. 12% of his normal damage. or You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, so the game has the game obviously has issues. No, I it's think, still not released yet. I really enjoy this story. I love the characters. I cannot wait until you meet Mr. Chang. <laughs> that, that, I want that I as a love t-shirt. It. I, as a teacher? Yeah, uh, no, as a t-shirt. Oh, like, a t-shirt. I thought it as it a was so, It was so funny. Like, there, yeah. There's I'm excited of... to learn more about the story. I hope it has a great end game. I don't know much about this game other than what I've played. And it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I have. Yeah. Even with those issues. There you go. About. Let's move on real quick. Criterion, it looks like, is going to help out with Battlefield 6. Oh, yeah. Well, no, this is, this, is really, this is really big. So Battlefield came out with their new... State of, state of the, the game, game. Like, is what you <laughs> yeah. want to call it. Um, it was by... So they came out with a letter by their chief studio officer, Laura Mealy. And she basically just talked about the new Battlefield game. There's a couple of quotes here that I want to read through because they're really good. I think they're essentially saying all the right things because Battlefield Five had a, whether you liked it or not, it had a rocky history. Sure. So the first thing they came out and said, they said, quote, our upcoming Battlefield game is coming together to be quite an exceptional game, not just for this year, but for the future of this powerful brand. The project is tracking towards the franchise's earliest alpha. The gameplay is at an unprecedented scale and we are taking full advantage of the technology in the next gen consoles, uh, end quote. That's exciting. So actually what this tells me is one, the game is ahead of schedule, which is good because it felt like I, I was one of the people that was hyped for battlefield five, but unfortunately there was some issues at launch. They had a rocky history. Once they got the Pacific DLC out there, it got better. Then they screwed it up again and then it got better again. So, I mean, battlefield five did have its issues. Battlefield, whatever it's called the next battlefield which we're assuming battlefield 6 in this they're saying all the right things they're 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 ahead of schedule which is good that means yeah. they're not you know hopefully not going to release a day one game that's terrible sure um they're using the full technology of the next gen consoles this also makes me think that this game is only going to be pc playstation 5 xbox series x i, I don't think they're going to drop back to the older generation of con- uh, consoles yeah uh, that also being said, when she says the gameplay is at an unprecedented, unprecedented scale, I think they have a big player count. Sure. Uh, which is usually what a Battlefield game is. But anyway, so that's what that tells me. Game is ahead of schedule, which is great. So, I don't think this game is going to be on the old generation of consoles. I think you're going to have to have an Xbox Series S or X or PlayStation 5 or PC to, to play this game, which I, I, I think is good because now we're going to be utilizing the the full uh, the full power of these new these new consoles which is great the other two statements are really good this is where they talk about criterion and this is really big because it's just another major studio working on it she goes on to say we want to build on our position of strength focus on the opportunity in front of us and set our game makers up for success to deliver the best experience possible to all of our players this fall so we know we're getting it this fall yay so cool, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're making a bold move. Criterion is joining Dice and Dice LA to focus on Battlefield. Di- Criterion and Dice have a strong history with working together, and we are confident the partnership will make a great game even better. Criterion uh, makes a lot of the Need for Speed games for EA. Burnout. Okay. They did Burnout yeah. as well. They did help with. I think they did the space mode on Battlefront Two, and they did the Battle Royale mode on Battlefield Five. Um, I don't. Uh, some people are thinking, oh, Criterion's coming in. They're doing a Battle Royale mode. I don't think they're doing a Battle Royale mode. I think. How quickly did that die? By I the think. Way, well, it's, this is what happened. They said, "Okay, hey, we're gonna come out with a battle royale mode. <laughs> we're not gonna make it free, like every other battle royale, and we're gonna actually cut support a week after we release it." 
that sound like a good plan, it's guys? A bold move, Cotton. They're like, Let's I see don't know, are people going to play this? Because there was actually a lot of cool stuff in that Battle Royale, like the armor system, which I think is where Modern Warfare got the idea for their armor system. But it's just a shame they let it go to pieces because they kind of released it wrong and never supported it. But what's big about this is you have three major studios. Well, this is good if you're a Battlefield fan. This is not so good if you're a Need for Speed fan. Need for Speed, because Criterion is being diverted to the new Battlefield game, is going to be delayed. So we're probably not going to see another Need for Speed until... 2022? Yeah. 21? 22? Yeah, 22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 22. So you have DICE, which is the main developer. You have DICE LA. And remember, DICE LA just got Vince Sempelli a little while ago. And Vince Sempelli right. was the head of Apex mm -hmm. and the head of Titanfall, and he was one of the original heads of the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare. This guy knows shooters. Wow. So you have him at DICE LA helping out with this game. That's, yeah. And then you have now have Criterion. So what this tells me is... They're putting all their... I mean, yeah, this is I a think, big title for them, I, No, I really think it is. And I think I think they understand the mistakes they made with Battlefield Five. And again, I was one of the ones that was hyped for Battlefield Five. Everybody hated the well, trailer. Well, it, sh it shows you... I thought they were taking us to, like, odd new worlds well, until it, I found out it was World War Two. Well, it shows <laughs> you that the power of a, a good Battlefield has... Mm -hmm. It can sell consoles. I mean, look, optical, no, optical goose in chat says if it's only coming to the next gen, then I need to get in. And it looks like I'm going to have to get the now. Next see, I, I'm not neither confirming or denying that. I but from what it sounds, yeah, what it sounds like, and I think it's smart for them is they're probably going to focus on that next gen consoles. Then think about it: when you're developing a game and you have to develop it <laughs> for a bunch of different consoles, that's a lot of. First of all, that's a lot of time and resources. That's a bunch of new yeah. problems i think focusing on just three devices playstation x playstation 5 xbox series s and x and then pc i think it makes you able to focus more yeah regardless it's very exciting it's gonna be exciting to see do we get back to that or i mean here's the thing even in battlefield 5 if you liked it didn't like it everybody there's always an experience uh -huh. in the yeah, battlefield yeah. games uh -huh. that is unlike anything else. And if they can just fully polish the entire package mm -hmm. to be what that experience one was in Bad yeah. Company, in Even Battlefield, Battlefield 4. 2. I know Battlefield 4 had a, a really rough start, but to this day, if you play Battlefield 4 right now today, I think it's the best Battlefield game out there. Yeah, they and so it's it's an experience unlike any other game, and they, they do things that nobody else is doing at the moment, so it's it's really exciting. Yeah, and then just, just really quick, uh, she goes on to say, we have an exceptional year ahead of us with our next Battlefield, so we thank everybody for coming together with the end Energy and determination to do something special. We've recently seen the first version of the reveal trailer for Battlefield, and it's shaping up to be truly amazing. First look at this groundbreaking game. I think fans are going to love it. Is how she ends it. See what she did there? Well, the dice engine groundbreaking. Oh yeah. Well, what's interesting is the thing is, is I mean, this is obviously PR, right? Obviously, they got the A team. They got the. They didn't get the the team that said don't buy this game on this one. All right, they got the they got the the right people to write this. They're saying the right things. They they're bringing in three studios: Dice LA, which has Vince Pelli, which that's enough for me. No that, that guy knows how to make that games. That guy has a pedigree. Or whether he knows, how to, he knows how to manage people that know how to make games. You know what I mean? He, I think he's a very talented developer. So you got him over at DICE LA helping out with the game. You have DICE themselves in Stockholm, which yes, have had some misses, but also have had some hits. And then you have Criterion, who everything they've done, I've enjoyed. So I'm excited. And then, you know, next generation consoles. I, I, I honestly think, I don't think it's going to be on the the older generation consoles, I think this is going to be strictly PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. But, uh, no, I think this is 
per- I mean, they're saying they're saying all the right things. I hope they deliver, and I really hope. This is just me. I have nothing against World War II, but I hope we go back modern because I think modern day warfare is the best setting for Battlefield because of helicopters, tanks, uh, rocket launchers. Yeah, the variety that I, it gives I think. You. I think the scopes, the scopes. Yeah. Well, I just think the balance. Like, if a tank's coming at you. In World War II, you kind of just ran. You know, I mean, yeah, we had rocket launchers, but they weren't that great. In my, you know, I I think the balance in modern is a little bit better. I also think the scale of modern is is much cooler because you have attack helicopters, boats, all this crazy stuff. So, this this was the most exciting news for me this week because they're saying all the right stuff. I mean, yeah. I think they realized what went wrong with Battlefield Five. Like I said, whether you liked it or not, there was some issues there, and I think they're doing the right thing. I like that they're ahead of schedule. That tells me that things are going smoothly, probably because they have three development teams on it. But uh, it's it's very exciting for me. Very good. Uh, then Apex came out with, I mean, their new Chaos Oh, yeah, trailer. do you guys want to go over that? that yeah, yeah. It just looks really good. Go watch it yeah, if you haven't Chaos, watched it. What was it called? Chaos Theory. Uh, it's coming out March 9th. looks really fun. They're it adding a lot of new fun. stuff. It's kind of a Caustic's event going on. Yeah, this is, I mean, Apex, what Apex does really well is just really make you want to play their game. And who, and guess what? The guy that helped create Apex is now working on Battlefield. That's what I'm saying. That is exciting. That's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, and you have Criterion. Yeah, if you're a Battlefield player, you've got things to be excited yeah. for. If you're a Need for Speed guy, sorry. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that. That was at the end of the quote. It just said, uh, yeah. And uh, like in parentheses, nah, next Need for Speed will probably be delayed due to <laughs> because Criterion focusing on Battlefield. Yeah, so sorry so, about that. Sorry, guys. sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, as far as Battlefield <laughs> 6, Brian F. says maybe an out of time slash place would be interesting. Old setting with some odd future tech like time travels come to Civil War. But see, oh, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. That sounds like Terminator to me. Yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. It's kind of cool. That sounds like a great game. That's not the Battlefield brand, though. And I think no, that's where. True. That's where they run into issues is the pe- when people when people want to play a battlefield game, yes, they want to enjoy, you know, competitive PvP combat, but it's also about its authenticity and what it represents. Like World War Two, that was a big deal that they were introducing things that didn't happen in Robots. World War Two. Yeah. And and go go gadget arms and <laughs> and uh, planes flying down with samurai and if swords. You know, yeah, and, and if you noticed what they did was adjust to the Pacific uh, and had a complete different tone when they went yeah, to the Pacific yeah. too. So they're kind of locked into that authenticity uh, feel. Whether it's actually authentic or not is regardless. It has that feel. Yeah, well, well it does. Yeah. It, I was, even if you take Battlefield Four, which is a modern game, I mean, it has all your modern weapons. I mean, they still have the sandbox mode where you but, can do crazy zany things. Fairness, but it's in fairness, you know, have you ever it's grounded? You have know? you ever traveled back in time? Then we don't know what authentic. What's what, yeah, I know. What, what authenticity. They, like. they did do. They did do the battlefield. What was it? Battlefield twenty forty two or so. It, it was old. It was. It was. It was. I think it was either before or after Battlefield three. I think it was before Battlefield three. It was their future one. I don't think there was anything necessarily wrong with that game, but they've never been back to that since. Well, Call of Duty went present time. Yeah. They've it, gone to their present present time several times, yeah. right? So. I think Battlefield will probably be back to well, present I think, time. I think what happened is is Battlefield One went back to World War One when everybody was doing jumping parkour Futures, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was a per it was perfect. It was perfect timing because yeah. everybody wanted something different. And then shortly after that, Modern Warfare did their reboot, and then Battlefield, or I think what was it? What came out first, Battlefield Five or Modern Warfare? I think it was Battlefield Five. Mm. Anyway, I think yeah. That's that's the thing though. Battlefield 5's brand is authenticity. 
Yeah. Or or a big chunk of it at least. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't we think get we get space shooters, we have modern shooters, we have you know, World War Two shooters, <clears throat> but Battlefield has always been authentic in their combat. At least, uh, that's, at least in the field, the way they yeah, present feel, it. it yeah. felt authentic to its time period. Yeah. And yeah. when you remove that and go, you know, Inspector Gadget on us, it throws us off and is unappealing to us because we get that everywhere else we look. Yeah, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah there's that, Battlefield the had that image. That, so you think present time? I hope so. I hope so. I think present time because in present time you can still have that Battlefield Four. Uh, authentic, or even if you take a bad company, that that Battlefield Four. I mean, I think there's an authenticity to to bad company. Oh, and it was, there's there's that I, Battlefield still has that crate. Like you can do some crazy sandbox stuff, but it's I, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost it's well, crazy sandbox it still, that's grounded. You it know, was authentic with comedy. That was yeah. bad company. Yeah, well, bad yeah, bad company was really good. Why don't so. why don't they go back bad? Do you think they'll go back? I they're saving that IP for the last. Yeah, I don't think you touch <laughs> that after back. Because can you imagine if they made the decisions that they made in Battlefield Five with? Back you, would ruin, you would ruin. You would ruin. You don't the, want to mess up that brand. The brand no, that's the company. thing. Like you remember how the Simpsons waited to make a movie for like twenty years, <laughs> and, it, and they even joked about it on their show. Once you make a move, like the movie is the last hope. Yeah. To to keep that brand alive. That's bad company for, for Battlefield. <laughs> so I, that's their last remaining IP. Well, it's push. just it's like I said. I liked this statement a lot because it. I, I they said a lot of the right things. I I don't think the time period is what messed up Battlefield Five. I think it was, I think it was the stuff they added to the time period that was kind of weird. It but it was also authentic. just some of the decisions they made when it came to multiplayer balancing. Uh, please don't buy our game type of marketing. Not a good strategy. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, not my. <laughs> I'm was, not in. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went wrong there at the beginning, and then continued to go wrong. We'll call it the Nvidia PR. Move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a great way to put so, it. So, and then it was just Battlefield Five was a roller coaster of ups and downs. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, because then you come out with the Pacific, which rejuvenated me. I was Give like, me an erection. Yeah, yeah. It's like these are really good maps. We got the the Japanese side, which is coming. You got yeah. the American Marines. Like this is these are really good maps. This is fun. The sandbox. Uh, the sandbox didn't feel quite like it did in previous Battlefield games but it felt like it was getting there and then they came over Crush and, it. and took a huge crap all over the bullet gun like huge statistic yeah, t- yeah, t- yeah whatever we're calling it not arousing uh, at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, they completely changed the ballots and, and ruined basically every gun and then a month later they reverted it it was just uh, they just the, the decision making was all wasn't, over the place yeah the decision making wasn't there so it, let's yeah let's move on from Battlefield and let's get into our questions, guys. This is the last segment of our show where we do take your questions. To submit a question, you can do so each and every single week over on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash X1 bros. Go to the community page. I'm going to start sharing that link in Discord every week, guys, uh, and leave us a question. You can do so uh, as a member. If you're a member, you get that a bit access to the mail sack. This week, we've got... The Massius Gaming. He says, I stumbled on your podcast recently. The format you guys deliver the Xbox news is just beauty. Exactly what I was looking for. Hey, thank you very much. He says, also, congrats on X1 for delivering his own child. Right. In the future, you can fe- you can firmly tell them, quote, I brought you into this world. I can take you out, quote, if they ever act <laughs> no, up on you. literally. It's now true. So congrats again. Hey, thank you very much, uh, The Massius Gaming. 
Here's his question. He says, you talked a few podcasts ago about the Game Pass, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Ultimate changes, and how it's slowly moving towards one offering. Those individual prepaid cards for all three services are still in stores. So with that being said, is there a good trick to stacking months of prepaid Xbox Live Ultimate here? A while ago when they first offered Ultimate, there was the strategy of buying the three times Xbox Live Gold for one year, adding them to your account, and then the do the $1 flip where everything, your Xbox Live Gold transferred yeah. over. Uh, he's saying, assuming someone didn't stack to the max like me at the time, is there a new strategy out there to take advantage of now? Maybe using a combo of Game Pass, Xbox Live Gold, Ultimate EA Play, prepaid cards to get to the end goal of multi-year Xbox Live Ultimate. This would be an existing Xbox Live Ultimate holder. Anything you can do to investigate would be awesome. Thanks, the J-Mac. This question is awesome. Yeah. Because he's min-maxing he's min deals for Xbox <laughs> and gaming. He's min-maxing his ultimate. Yeah. The Game Pass that Ultimate. That is an awesome, so awesome point. So my, my initial... I've not looked into it. My initial thought is it's it's a risk at this point because they were going to raise the, the price of Xbox Live... They decided not to. It's the same price. You're grandfathered in if you already have Xbox Live. Mm. My initial response is is to max out on Xbox Live because it's cheaper. And then when that when when that transfer comes up, you might be able because it's going to come up again, probably around holiday season, maybe during the summer. You take your Xbox Live Gold and flip it over. The issue there and the risk is do they track that? Was it a one-time switch for you if you've already done it? It might be, and you might not be able to do that. See, but I think Microsoft would not do anything to offend their customers. Sure. I mean, case in point, what happened? They they, they dialed things back once it was... When they tried to make a move like that, they pulled things back. Said, Just kidding. In the middle of our show. So we did that. Remember, we did that whole show and they announced it in the middle of our yeah. show. So our story was, for a whole week was kind of off Out, a little outdated. <laughs> outdated a little bit. I, I think if you do what David said, you're probably going to be fine. I think you'd be grandfathered in. I mean, it's still a risk, but I think you'd be grandfathered in because Microsoft doesn't want to offend their user base. Yeah. So... Well, That's my thoughts. How long will the dollar thing go on? You know, <sighs> yeah, I, mean, I don't is know. That, is that because it, it seems it's like all they, up in the air? It seems like they they see it seems like they kind of take it away for a couple weeks, bring it back, bring it take back, it away, bring it back. You know, you know. So yeah, when is all, it gonna just go away? Yeah, it's all up in the air. So I have no idea. It's like the stock market. <laughs> it's like it's, a risk. it's like uh, home mortgage loan rates. Yeah, like, like is this gonna be the eighties or are we gonna re- stay around you, two and a half? You, you know, gotta, you gotta refinance your Xbox Live. <laughs> you refinance your. Yeah. And now you're like selling cars. Now if it doesn't go if it goes above zero percent APR, yeah. that you can't even advertise that. So my my laptop, this is off off topic here. My laptop is about to die. I have five percent left and on the battery it says like what apps are using significant power. Google Chrome is the only app using significant power that I have not looked at. It has one tab open. And it's on a paused YouTube video, and that's crushing my Google. We were actually can suck it so hard. <laughs> yeah. I hate. I really do. Google, I think, is this spiral. Well, as we're on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. you, so YouTube is the Xbox Xbox of Google. So Xbox is like this really positive brand for Microsoft. I think that's what YouTube is for Google. Like yeah. it's 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 the premier brand because Google. 
Chrome, I don't use Chrome. In fact, I should just uninstall it. I had both on here. It freaking sucks. Yeah. What's funny is uh, I I had lunch with David today, yeah. and that was our discussion. We were talking about how crappy how crappy Google Chrome, Chrome is. Chrome is terrible. Yeah, on on my battery it says uh, what you're what you're. I'm sitting here like this was fully charged. What the well, and why is it using so much? Like it's, and it's just sitting there. It's not like it's playing. Like I have Brave open, multiple tabs and video, and it's not using as many resources as Chrome minimized. On one tab of a YouTube channel that is that is paused and already buffered. Dude, I'll be honest with you guys. I've been testing out a new browser. For cuck Chrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> French been, Connection UK it. I've been I've been testing out a new browser called Opera GX. Yeah. So Opera, I'm not a big fan of, but Opera GX is like that's a for gaming, the streaming. Yeah, one, yeah, it's a gaming browser. You can actually manually adjust. Hey, use two percent of my CPU. Like, use, like you can go in and manually adjust like how much it uses. It's actually a, and it does a lot of other cool stuff too. I like that. I like you that can a lot. technically do that with Windows. You can go in and set. You can't do it by percentage, but you can say you use force this program to use less resources than anything else. Yeah, yeah. which I do all the time when I'm video editing <coughs> and stuff. Anyways. But uh, it, yeah, it's I'm, it's I'm, bad. I'm gonna remove it from what's from so, my laptop. What's here. so funny is he did that right in the middle of our discussion from J Max question on min maxing because the screen just went out while we were Speak, talking. Yeah, it went, about it went down to save. Yeah, speaking of min maxing, yeah. Google Chrome is Google not Chrome. Min- <laughs> suck it. They're not min maxing. Not let you do it. Yeah, they don't min max. Uh, GRT just... Saint just became a wingman status here in hey. chat on YouTube. Thank you very much, GRT Great Saint. Great Saint. I know Great that saint. guy. Yeah. Little Saint. Yeah, I know that guy. Anyways, I. It's a risk going the gold route because you don't. They could shut that valve off at any time. Spicy, you think that this, you're probably I, safe going there? I think it's not as risky as David's making it, but it's still not no risk. This is not financial advice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Consult the, your financial uh, the advisor. Opinion, the Con- opinions of yeah. Spicy does not necessarily yeah. reflect <laughs> the opinions of Expert Bro. Consult your financial advisor before making any financial. So I think you're probably okay because they don't want a. I don't a crap storm. Yeah. Right. And uh, see, I know David doesn't care about swearing, but I it's a family show. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't want a crap storm hitting the fan about their product. So I think you're probably okay. <laughs> but keep in mind, you're probably not okay too. <laughs> 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 so, so yeah. Thank you very much, J Mac, for writing in. We do have three more questions here. Uh, some of them surround Outriders. Um, Happy Mayo writes in and says, Bros, thanks for all you do. He says, I played Outriders per Jordan's review and I love it. Story, controls, guns, killing boss fights, has its all, even a drunk camera guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, it's, it's a, maybe if you look at it as a feature. It's a feature. Rather than a hindrance of the if game. If you're in combat, that's what it would look <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> My question is. What does this game need to not pull an anthem? It hits all the right spots for me, uh, and I'd really like this game to be the next big hit. Let's go with Spicy, because you just talked about this a little bit earlier, but let's go into more depth. What does it not need to do (laughs) to be an anthem? Or what does it need to do to not be an anthem? Don't fail the end game. And have raids. End game raids. End game raids give us legendary... Exotic See, items. See, I, I almost think that it's not going to have raids. But, you know. So, basically, I'm saying give yeah. us a give carrot us, yeah. that will always be there for us to play the game. Yeah. You feel like the classes, because one of the things that Anthem missed was the classes didn't di- differentiate themselves enough, in my opinion. 
it's it seems like you guys are saying the classes are super different. Well, this, so they, this game there's is like already, a synergy there. This game's already doing that differently. So if you went into I in my in Anthem, I wish the classes had more of a role when you got together, whereas yeah. they don't. It's just a giant DPS fight, no matter what class you are. Ronan mentioned it earlier, which Mark was talking about. If uh, there's no ads in that last boss fight, so as a Techromancer, you're at a disadvantage. That's where the classes come in. A Techromancer isn't necessarily the best, most optimal guy in that combat situation, but let's say a Devastator is. So... If you had a Techromancer and a Devastator, the Devastator could do his job, which then makes it so the Techromancer can do his job better. You know what I mean? It's I, well, I, I think it's just having classes not well, and it's I, not it's not necessarily true either. It's make the boss fights have very specific counters and very specific ways. Class to, like, class specific counters. Destiny. I know a lot of the raid bosses. We would have to use. The, uh, is it the Titan's shield? The bubble? The bubble. You would have to use the bubble a lot. And so you would want someone on your team to have the bubble or two bubbles. And that would force you, oh, I want to make this class so I can play this boss later with friends as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's there's also the uh, the arrow ability that just cranks damage to Link. The hunter. Yeah. The hunter links all the adds together. And we're waiting for that very specific moment for that class to use that ability. Mm-hmm. Even though Destiny doesn't necessarily have a healing class per se and a tank plat class per se, you can still make the mechanics of the fights reflect this class is perfect for this spot, this class is perfect for this spot, this class is weak here, mm-hmm. and you would want a variety of those classes fighting. So I don't think it's necessarily needed to have the Trinity, the healer tank DPS, mm-hmm. but the game mechanics for boss fights and for specific enemies should reflect a necessity in having a diversity of, uh, you know, classes. Yeah. Sure. Well, sure. it's going to be interesting to see how they do that end game. I know, I know very little about the end game. I know it's, I know it's like, it's 13 missions you do with the end game. And then there's like a 14th you unlock type. It's, it's, you know, a grind, but I don't know if they'll have the nice thing about destiny is those raids require six guardians, right? Six mm-hmm. players, this game, as far as I know, I may be wrong. I think it's only three player co-op at the most. So if they don't have raids with higher numbers, I wonder, does that limit what you can do? Does that, you know, so I'm curious if they will eventually, like they're talking about, it's not necessarily going to be a games as a service. So will they add anything post launch? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Thank you very much. Happy mail Friday. And let's get one more question in here before we take off for the, for the week. It's this one's from death Lord strong. He says, uh, my question for you this week is about cloud chambers, Bioshock four, which he's very excited about. He says they've, they have said in a post with the next game that the next game, sorry, will be in a quote yet to be discovered worlds. Does this suggest that Bioshock four will be headed somewhere entirely new rather than back to the rapture? What do you bros think Bioshock four setting? What do you think it will be? I think Jordan, cause at the be end, really of, at the end of infinite, which by the way, was a really well done ending. I really enjoyed it a lot. At the end of Infinite, there was something that happened that opened up the possibility of a undiscovered world. So, interesting. That's very interesting that they said that. So you think it's going straight off of I can't say Or, or I, I that can't, could be a possibility. Yeah, mind. I can't say what happens at the end of Infinite because it's a huge spoiler and it would ruin the basically the rest of the game. But uh, something happens at the end where you see these things going on. And you're like, oh, you know, hey, a, a new Discover World could be a possibility. So, so you think it's completely different. It's not somewhere in the rapture. 
No, and I don't know. I think with Bioshock, do you go somewhere different? I mean, we've been to the Rapture twice, and then we went to the Cloud City in Infinite. Do we need to go back to the Rapture? I don't know. I guess that's for the developers to decide. Where, what, what do you want? Personally, I would not want to go back to Rapture. I have played all three Bioshocks. I think Infinite was the best, not only because it was you know the newest and obviously had the newest gameplay, all that kind of stuff, right? But... I just liked the idea of the Cloud City. I thought that opened things up a lot more than the Rapture. Not to say that those were bad games because they weren't. They were they were they were incredible. But I think as a setting, I would like to see somewhere new. I don't yeah. necessarily want to go back to Rapture. But. Yeah. There you go. Well, there you go. The great question. Thank you very much, Seth Lordstrong, for writing in. That's that's it for us, everybody. That does us for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. We've got the Couchcast. Come join yeah. us. Arbiter or Hire will be there. Jordan has his stream on Monday. Yeah, regular stream. And also, morning. 8 a.m. Monday morning, we're premiering a top-tier video that we have created. Come check it out. Premiere means it goes live and there's chat while it's playing through for the first time. Come hang out with us at chat. 8 a.m. sharp, Mountain Standard Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Come join us. Come hang out. Come check it out. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.